David my father was unable to build a house for the name of the Lord his God because of the wars which surrounded him until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor misfortune. Behold, I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spoke to David my father, saying, Your son, whom I will set on your throne in your place, he will build the house for my name. Now therefore command that they cut for me cedars from Lebanon, and my servants will be with your servants, and I will give you wages for your servants according to all that you say. For you know that there is no one among us who knows how to cut timber like the Sidonians. It came about when Hiram heard the words of Solomon that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord today who has given to David a wise son over this great people. So Hiram sent words to Solomon saying, I have heard the message which you have sent me. I will do what you desire concerning the cedar and cypress timber. My servants will bring them down from Lebanon to the sea and I will make them into rafts to go by sea to the place where you direct me. And I will have them broken up there and you shall carry them away. Then you shall accomplish my desire by giving food to my household. So Hiram gave Solomon as much as he desired of the cedar and cypress timber. Solomon then gave Hiram 20,000 cores of wheat as food for his household and 20 cores of beaten oil. Thus Solomon would give Hiram year by year. The Lord gave wisdom to Solomon just as he promised him, and there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a covenant. Okay, so you've got Hiram, king of Tyre. Where was Tyre? North. On the coast. Yes. Right on the Mediterranean. And inland from Tyre were a lot of what? Cedars. Yes. Some other trees too, but the special fame for the cedars there of Lebanon. Hiram had a good relationship with David, and so he's uh, going to renew that with Solomon. When when Hiram finds out that Solomon's become king, he sends the ambassadors to congratulate him and and all those sorts of things. And Solomon tells Hiram he needs some help. You know, that David wasn't able to build the house, uh, but that he's going to build this special house for God. Why couldn't David build the house? He was a man of war. He had blood on his hands, and God said, don't do that. Yeah. You see that even more clearly in the accounts in First Chronicles, like in First Chronicles 22, and I think First Chronicles 28. So God wanted a man of peace like Solomon was. His name even indicates peace, to be the one to build the house. And... Uh, Now, there's a really important concept here when they start talking about building this house for the Lord. What's the house for? He keeps saying this. So God has a permanent place of residence? Yeah, and for the the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord. Now, that's really odd. Why would you build a house for some guy's name? Why wouldn't you build the house for him? That's the only thing that would fit in his (laughs) <laughs> That's the idea. You know, to speak of this as a house for the name of the Lord is saying God is going to place his name, he's going to place a connection there. Not This is not overcommitting God like as if his presence was confined to that temple. This is a place where God puts, you know, his name so that the people can have a way of 
you know, envisioning God's presence among them. So I think that's a pretty important concept, that this is a house for his name, not so much a house for God in every conceivable sense, because that could tend to confine God. You have some thoughts about that? So, you know, David is asking for cedars from Lebanon, and they negotiate and uh, agree that, you know, Hiram will send these timbers down uh, the sea, and what Solomon agree to get Hiram in exchange for all these cedars? Yeah, which is what Solomon had a lot of. Hiram had a lot of trees, so they're going to exchange it. And uh, that should be a good situation for everybody. And Solomon is now going to be able to get all the uh, lumber that he needs for his building projects. Actually, the truth is, Solomon did a lot more building projects than just the temple. It took him almost twice as long to build his palace and all the connected houses than it did the temple. And uh, so he needed a lot of this. And uh, a lot of these timbers, a lot of lumber, and so forth. All right, comments and questions on this? David already stockpiled the material? David had done a lot, but remember he's going to be constructing even more than probably David had in mind. But yes, David had brought together a lot of material. I think it's interesting comparing verse 3 and 5. Uh, he first says that this was the, that David, my father, was unable to build a house for the name of the Lord his God. And then in 5 he says, I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. Mm -hmm. So it's the, at first it sounds like, okay, we're doing this to please dear old daddy. And then, you know, then he, ta he takes ownership of God, at least. He yes, yes, good point. It's good, good quality. I mean, in, in, the, in many ways, through the first years of Solomon's reign, there's a lot of good in Solomon. Unfortunately, it doesn't stay so good, but... Other thoughts? The horses and the wild women. That was not good. Are there still cedars in Lebanon? I don't even know. <laughs> Pedro's dad is from Lebanon, but he left when he was three, so... I don't know. Anybody know about that? What does it mean that he's going to break up the trees? Verse 9. Make rafts out of rafts. Yeah. And then tear the rafts apart. They're going to float them down in rafts. So he's going to, you know, break them apart and build them into rafts. Did that will. Use the rafts? Well, the raft is the log. They'll yeah. take the logs and, and lash them together, float them down, and then. So then that's what they use. Yes, and exactly. The raft is the, raft is the they, timber. All they're doing is throw them in the water and floating them down there, but they tie them together so they stay together. Have a lot of loose logs just. Yeah, that would probably not be good. They still that. Well, do they that do that in the rivers, rivers, but in the Mediterranean, it'd be a little hard to, to get them to know where you wanted them to. Is it a farm? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, you know, what would it be? Maybe sixty miles, more or less. Who knows? Probably more. Looking at this. Find a map that's got them both on here. Cedars are slow growing. Yeah. That's so if they're taking all these out, there wouldn't be very many left now. Let's talk about the you know the cedar as a status lumber 
as opposed to the sycamore. Remember when the they were talking about? Oh well, if they cut down all the yes. cedars, we'll just plant sycamores. I believe that. <laughs> or the I other way around. Isaiah nine, I think. It's the other way around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, yeah. We'll. If you hadn't asked me, I'd probably not told you. Uh, yeah, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with smooth stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will replace them with cedars. Yeah. That's uh, Isaiah 9, 10. I like how Hiram blesses God because of Solomon. Yes. Yes. And not just Solomon. Yeah. Is Solomon giving him food from... Chapter four. I assume not. Because isn't like I kind of would think he didn't have a ton of extra. That's what I'm thinking. But I don't know all the answers to that. I'm assuming he instituted some kind of a special tax to pay off his uh, building loans. <laughs> hmm. Other questions or comments? Did Solomon ever have war? Mm, he had some adversaries. I don't know to what extent he really was at war that much. Okay, so we're just talking about him being peaceful. Yeah. Near the end of his reign, God raised up some adversaries. Okay. Alright, 13 to 18. Now King Solomon made forced laborers from all Israel and the forced laborers numbered 30,000 men. And he sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month in relays. They were in Lebanon a month and two months at home. And Adoniram was over the forced laborers. Now Solomon had 70,000 transporters and 80,000 hewers of stone in the mountains. Besides Solomon's 3,300 chief deputies who were over the project and who ruled over the people who were doing the work. Then the king commanded, and they quarried great stones, costly stones, to lay the foundation of the house with cut stones. So Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders and the Gibalites cut them and prepared the timbers and the stones to build the house. Okay, so how does Solomon get manpower for the project? Yeah, yeah basically a peacetime draft where he's sending these guys uh, to you know, help with the lumber and build the stuff, you know, transporters, hewers in the mountains and so forth. Um, so he's got a lot of people, you know, working for him or servants to him, like working a month on, two months off. This idea of using slave labor to help your building projects, does that remind you of anything? Egypt. Yeah. And what do we know about Solomon already? He's married to the daughter of the pharaoh. Yes. There are some things about Solomon that really remind you of Pharaoh, <laughs> disconcertingly. Didn't God warn him this would happen? About a king. Yes, that he'd take king. your sons and daughters and all and make ser servants out of them. Yes, he Where did. Where is that? That is 1 Samuel 12. Isn't it also in whatever? Oh, 1 Samuel 8. 1 yeah. Samuel 8 yeah. is better. Yeah. And it's also back in Deuteronomy. Yeah, whenever he was telling them where he was laying everything out to begin yeah. with. And then Deuteronomy 17, right? That's when he talked about it way back. Like when yeah. Because we just talked king. about that on Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Very good. 
So, I mean, he's going to have plenty of workers. He gets these great costly stones for the foundation. I mean, Solomon spares no effort, no expense, no anything. This is going to be a wonderful building. Joshua 13.5, and I just checked it a second ago, I think it has, they lived near Lebanon or something like that. So we only had 10,000 men at a time helping to cut the lumber, mm -hmm. I don't know how many Hiram had. Right. I'm assuming Hiram's guys did the directing. He's got 70,000 people transporting stuff. Uh-huh. And 80,000 cutting the stuff. Stone. Yeah. 80,000 people cutting stones. That's <laughs> so that's what, 180,000 total. How many square feet was it? I don't know the answer to that. But it was, it was not just the temple, it was all the outbuildings. And then with Solomon, he built all this other stuff too. So this isn't just materials for the temple, this you think would include? I think probably included for the other stuff. I know the spirit mentions that they cut the stones a few times, but there's a lot of emphasis earlier in the Bible about making altars and stuff out of uncut stones. I don't know what you had thought about that or... Yeah, I don't know the answer. I don't know if this is enough different that it allowed that or not. Yeah, I was just wondering if it would have been lawful for him to cut the stones to make the temple out of it. What the... Well, the altar, though, was separate from, was, I mean, you have the temple as a building, and then there's an altar in, in front of it made out of bronze. So, I mean, it's not like a... The temple is not the altar. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and it talks about them cutting, cutting the, the stones to lay the foundation of the house with cut stones. So they were talking about the... They weren't using the stones for the altar. Though I see your point about it being, you know, right next to each other. He should have got Egyptians to cut stones. Of course, <laughs> the Egyptians might have been using Israelites, so maybe they were the ones that... Well, maybe cut so. stones to build pyramids. That's right. I was just wondering about verse 14, where it's, they've got you, you have your 30,000 forced laborers and 10,000 a month go up and spend, you know, spend a month there and then two months off. And I don't necessarily like the idea of forced labor, but if you're going to do it, it almost, that sounds like a reasonable way to do it instead of, Let's take 30,000 men and send them all up there at once, and they stay until it's done. Right. Seems much more harsh than a rotating schedule of, okay, one month on, two months off. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's relevant to anything, but it struck me. So. Mm -hmm. I agree. Other thoughts? All right, so... We're actually going to build the temple. Now, I'm not going to have a whole lot to say about some of this stuff, but let's uh, work on it a little bit. Chapter 6, verses 1 to 14. 